0: up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, today we're going to respond to a
1: specific request. We love getting requests, so if you have topics you want us to cover, let us know. So we were asked if we would talk about how to pray, and it's such a great question. Some people think prayer is incredibly boring, some people think It's terrifying. They don't know how to do it. Some people might feel like, oh, I can pray by myself, but I would never pray out loud when someone else is listening. So I think this is a great topic and we're going to talk about it. But I, Amy, would you just tell us the story? I think we've used it on podcasts before, but you have a great story about praying in public. Would you just share that with our listeners again?
0: I was asked if I would pray at a golf tournament. It was for a golf tournament in the community. I said, sure. I was pretty nervous at the time because I wasn't used to praying out loud and, and wanted everything to be great. A whole and bunch of
1: people that maybe never pray present, yeah. so that's not intimidating yeah. at all. Yeah,
0: exactly. And at the same time, it's, it's for the food. I've prayed thousands of times for food. So I get up and I do kind of, thank you for the nice weather, that we can all be here, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for the food. Thanks. Bye. And? And then I, I stop and I stare out because people are starting to laugh at this point. And go, uh, I mean, I'm in. And then, like, drop the mic and just kind of scurry back to my seat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good
1: news is is not a performance.
0: Yes, nor is there a specific formula that if you don't say it right, it's God right. won't answer.
1: Right. And you didn't mention that you were very pregnant, which I feel is a legit component of this story. Babies <laughs> are pressing on your brain. You don't
0: think the way you always think. It's true. That is, that is a very legit thing.
1: Prayer is not a performance Mm -mm. and yet public prayer can really feel that way. And I just, what I love about that story is the reality is you were asked, you talk to God, there isn't a formula and you actually broke down barriers that people feel awkward about religious experiences because they think they're so sort of set apart from Mm. our everyday. And the reality is talking to God is talking to your friend.
0: Yeah. And I think we do add all these caveats around it that you know we elevate that to be a good prayer person that it has to look like this 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 and if you don't wrap it up in really nice language then you're not good enough yeah. at it
1: yeah and so the word amen is really handy because culturally people seem to know that means it's the end of the prayer the truth is amen means so be it so mm-hmm. if you pray and end with amen and I say amen I'm saying so be it like let Amy's prayer be yes I'm lending agreement to it But it's not a required word for prayer. So the fact that you said, bye, (laughs) I just think that story is delightful. So I think everybody I know gets nervous praying in public until they're kind of used to it. And I would say, people often look at me and say, well, Michelle's the professional prayer here, which actually drives me nuts on one hand and makes me laugh on the other hand. Because, yeah, I talk to God all the time. I think everybody that follows Jesus should be known as a professional prayer. Mm. But the fact that I'm paid to pray, that bothers me. (laughs) We're just having a relationship with God, our friend. And so if we think of the analogies of God, all through scripture, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, God is a father, but not a cold and distant father. He's like daddy, Mm -hmm. Uh, Abba, Papa. So if you have a good father that you're not afraid of, you just tell him everything that's going on about your day, what you need. And Jesus is compared to our friend often in scripture. And man, Amy, some days you get to listen to the whole verbal laugh that I've got on my mind.
0: Yeah. And you also get the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of friendship. There's just some principles also, or maybe not principles, but just details or things to be aware of that we are praying because... Right, we, I think we can get stuck into the fairy godmother mm. types of prayer where we go, God, this is all the things I need, do, 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 okay, bye, which is not how we speak to our friends or in a relationship, right? That's that's like a to do list that we speak into our phone.
1: Yes, I am a huge proponent of the idea that prayer is a conversation that involves vo- both speaking and listening, so quiet spaces,
0: yeah, and the listening prayer, right? I think that's kind of a phrase that people uses that the cultivating the the skill really Mm -hmm. of listening prayer
1: i was chatting with someone this week and they were trying to figure out how to get this listening in because they couldn't even get still enough and quiet enough and so she was saying that in her prayer time whereas she usually would just be like oh god i need this and my kids and help and the bills and all the things which god does care about and does want to know about she's trying to cultivate friendship and so she just said the name of Jesus really slowly three or four times. Hmm. And it was really interesting because then I tried it the next day. I thought, hey, I'll try this. And man, it just stirred an awareness in me of his presence. So that, I thought, hey, I'm going to include that in the podcast on prayer. Yeah. That this little tip for quieting myself to hear from him. So prayer is all kinds of things. The conversation, it's, it's intimate and personal. And Jesus actually told us how to pray. Mm-hmm. He gave us the Lord's Prayer. So I tell people, if you don't even know how to start praying, just use that as a template. But add your own words to every sentence. You know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Well, that's worship. So God, you're, you're really beautiful and I'm really thankful. Just add your own words. It says, give us this day our daily bread. Well, that's all the things I need. So mm-hmm. Lord, my tax bill's coming up. I'm really trusting you for provision for that. Right? So you add your own personal to it. Lead us not into temptation. These are things I've been struggling with. God, please help me with these things. Mm. And so it's just a good template to start with. If you're like, I don't even know where to pray. Jesus said to his followers, "Pray like this." Mm-hmm. So it's a great place to start. But there's lots of other things that Scripture tells us about prayer too.
0: Yeah, it does. Right, like in um, in Philippians four six to seven. Right. I don't like that was one of the ones I memorized. Right, where it's like, do not be anxious about anything, but With thanksgiving, with prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. And I think it's so cool because it actually breaks it down, Mm -hmm. right? It says prayer Mm -hmm. and petition. So those two things must look different. Mm -hmm. And with thanksgiving, which again is another component of something else that, right, it really clearly shows there's different aspects. It's not just petition. It's not just just thankfulness. And it's not just the prayer worship it's it's the combination of all of them.
1: All of those things. And the one thing I really love about that passage that helps me is that when I pray, I thank God. Mm, yeah. So for example, I'm praying for my kids. God, help them today. They have exams. And I thank you that you're always with them. And then the next line that comes right after that verse says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will rule your hearts and your minds. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, my, my requests plus thanksgiving equals peace. Mm, and it's yeah. peace in my heart, it's peace in my mind, my thoughts, like my emotions. And so, man, if you don't have peace in your heart, your mind, your thoughts, your emotions today, tell God the things that are on your mind and thank Him. And if you can't think of what to thank Him for, thank Him that He is good, that He loves you, that He is with you. Just start to stir that up. This is a skill that you actually develop with practice. Mm -hmm. And people who you look at and go, man, they just are such good prayers. They love to pray. They've been praying for a long time. They've cultivated this skill. It's a relationship they've developed.
0: That's exactly right. Matthew
1: 6 talks about the, the nervousness around prayer being a performance. Jesus is talking there and he says, when you pray, be sincere and not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying. And so there you go. It's not a performance. And that's always an uncomfortable thing if you're in front of people because the fact is they are listening. But the minute you shift your focus to, I'm actually talking to God, yeah, they're listening, but this isn't a performance. Be sincere. So you were sincere in your prayer Mm -hmm. that ended in a funny way, right? You were sincere. Believe me, they've already received the reward. Whenever you pray, go into your innermost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to Him in secret. And your Father who sees all that you do will reward you openly. And when you pray, there is no need to repeat empty phrases, praying like those who don't even know God. They expect God to hear them because of their many words. There's no need to imitate them. Since your father already knows what you need before you ask him, pray like this, and then he goes into the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And there's so much in there. There's something about private, focused prayer. We need to do this.
0: Right? It's not just private focused prayer where we have time, you know, a chunk of time, whatever that is. And it's not just, you know, continually praying, which is like what first Thessalonians 517 says, pray without ceasing. It's the combination of both. Mm-hmm. It's that we do need those chunks of time, right? And it talks all the time, how Jesus left and went away by himself to pray. We need those chunks, but also it makes it very clear. Colossians 4.2, devote yourself to prayer with alertness and thanksgiving. Well, being alert makes it seem like that all the time thing. It's a cultivating, right? In the same way as a friendship, right? Mm -hmm. Man, we're doing life, chat, chat, chat. We're doing this, we're doing that. We're kind of catching up. And then we have the times where we're just sitting down and really the deep, fuller connections.
1: Yeah, that's a good example because it's exactly the same thing as a friendship. And if you're nervous about the idea of praying for like a focused time, Be aware that it takes time to cultivate that. And even if you're used to praying for longer lengths of time, you still need to settle into it. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of things that you can do to stay focused. People worry about not focusing. Well, start writing what you're praying. You Mm -hmm. journal out your prayers and then you're waiting time. Jesus, what do you have to say to me right now? And be aware that he might speak to you with thoughts and ideas. He might speak to you with an emotion like peace or joy. And so you can you can journal out your prayers. You can actually say them out loud. Sometimes that helps me focus. And if you don't know where to start, I I gave you the Lord's Prayer thing. But also just talk like a friend. So what's on your mind today? Mm -hmm. What's on your mind? Like I just use the example. My kids are having exams, so that's what I told him about. Does he know that already? He does. But he wants to hear from me because he loves us. He wants to know what's on our hearts and minds because he's a good father. So we can talk to him like a friend, even in our focused prayer time is not a formal thing with certain words like that Matthew 6 passage said, don't feel like you need to repeat empty phrases like a formula as though Mm -hmm. you don't know God. There's no need to imitate them since your father, he's so close and personal and caring. And then that one that um, you just quoted, pray without ceasing, that seems like overwhelming. Oh my goodness. Oh no. Uh, the Passion Translation says, make your life a prayer. And what that looks like for me, I realize it can look like different pe- different things to different people, but it's basically the thoughts in my mind are a conversation with God. When I'm delighted, I'm just like, oh God, I love coffee so much, thank you. That may sound dorky. I wouldn't be talking out loud that way all day long, but the awareness in my inner thought life is turning as a prayer all the time, which actually super helps you not get stuck in gross places.
0: It totally does. Yeah, yep, that's exactly it. Like, and it's the times that I've recognized I've been thinking about a situation or a person and just kind of going on in my head to make that switch all of a sudden and be like, okay, actually, Jesus, show me what's going on here. Like, man, I give this situation to you. I give this person to you, man, would you bless them? I'm still occupying my time thinking about that situation in person, but I'm not just rumbling it over and over in my head. I remember this quote where it's like, worry gives the illusion that that you're doing something, prayer actually does something. And that's such a helpful reminder where it's like, for me, right, especially going back to that Philippians 4, 6, I'm still maybe using the same amount of time, the same amount of brain space, but one is pointless and purposeless. And one is cultivating intimacy, but also praying, which actually shifts things. And I think that's another important component to prayer is that yes, there's the intimacy cultivating the relationship, but there's also power and purpose in our prayer that shifts things around us and in ourselves. There
1: totally is. One of the things that's really been speaking to me this year, because I was studying Nehemiah for quite a while, the one of the strategies of the enemy to make Nehemiah think his work was no good was that they kept telling him, And you think your prayers are actually accomplishing something. And there was something in that that just jumped out at me. That this is actually a lie the enemy uses. That your prayers don't do any good. Mm. And so recognizing it's just played right out there so clearly. This is how the enemy wanted to discourage him. He said your prayers do no good. So now I notice when I'm kind of having this like... "Ah, I've been praying for this for so long and I still don't see anything happening. Oh, that's the enemy trying to dissuade me. My prayers are actually really powerful.
0: And to be alert... Yes, with, you know, we're praying, right? I just think on Thursdays, we meet together with ladies to pray every week. And some of the stuff we we've been praying for years now, the same thing. And yet when we come back, and we've been alert to seeing where God's moving, we see things shifting. Right? Even though, you know, we'd be like, well, God, I thought it was going to be this big thing. But man, when we're alert and we're praying in alertness, we see things start to shift, which then fuels our prayer and our faith in prayers. And
1: often I see God move like the coming of the dawn. Mm-hmm. It's really, really slow and subtle, but it, the day comes. Yeah. And so that alertness really helps. And then that thing that's about the Thanksgiving. Man, when you add Thanksgiving to your prayers, it actually does shift your emotions. Mm -hmm. and so one of my strategies for prayer around that is like you just said we thank god for what he's already doing because that's important and also some of my worry prayers you know Mm. i know that we all have worry prayers for me as a mom they can be about my kids and i can get angsty in my prayer oh god and they are and they'll never and what if and again i'm stewing in worry not actually praying so what i do is i do tell god oh man Father, I just ask that you would, and fill in the blank there. I don't want to tell my kids' stories to the whole (laughs) world. And then I turn it into thanksgiving because Scripture is full of promises, and Mm -hmm. I keep promises at hand for things that really are important to me that I'm waiting on, right? So then I turn it into thanksgiving. Thank you, God, that you have promised that you're always with my kids. Thank you, God, that you have promised that you'll teach them. Thank you that. And the more I start into the thanksgiving of what he has promised, and you can Google promises about anything. Scripture promises about finances. Scripture promises about health, right? And you start thanking God for what he has promised. Man, your emotions come into a place of anchored to peace and joy and hope. Mm. And that's what we all need while we wait.
0: When I think about prayer, and I don't know if I'm just clumping things in that aren't actually included in this, but there seems to be a bunch of different like, Hypes for lack of a better word, right? There's like the petition, then there's like the Thanksgiving, but then there's another section that is, I don't know how the best to describe it, but like declaration or standing in our authority, Mm -hmm. which I still count as prayer, but very different than petition, Yes. Do you want to break that down a little bit?
1: Sure. So scripture in Ephesians it tells us in chapter 2 and 3 it talks about us seated in heavenly places with Christ that we've been given authority. So sometimes we're actually praying for things that God has given us authority over. And again in Matthew mm, 16 or 19, Amy. <laughs> it talks about Jesus is giving it, talking to Peter and he says I'm giving you these keys of authority. Uh, On this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm giving you the keys. And whatever you bind will be bound. Whatever you loose will be loosed. That talks about our authority. So when I am praying, I also pray with authority. So I tell God what I'm, you know, my concerns, my requests. And then I might do something like this. I take authority in Jesus' name. And I bind and I gag the voices of fear that have been tormenting my friend. That's authority. I'm still having this conversation with God. We're seated there together in heavenly places with Christ. I'm using the authority He gave me. So that is an example of taking authority and then declaring things. So sometimes we see someone, for example, like I just said, tormented with fear. Well, they may have choices they need to make to break up that pattern of fear. So I'm lending them strength with my prayers. But I can also bless them with, because Jesus said, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed. So I can release or loose peace over them. And so I bless them with. We've been given the power of blessing and cursing. So if you, Amy, were struggling with a lot of anxiety today, I would ask God to deal with whatever was causing you anxiety. And I would also use my authority and say, I just bless her with peace today. I bless her with shalom from heaven, Mm -hmm. which is the peace that's in the middle of a storm. I bless her with knowing how much you care about her. Mm I bless her with an awareness that you're watching over the things that matter to her. So using that authority we've been given and then also using the power of blessing and cursing that Jesus gave us, if we release the opposite and it has a I am such a picture person, you know this. So there's a principle of erosion. We're just eroding mm. the fear with the releasing and the blessing with the opposite.
0: And I think the the prayer with praying with authority or standing in our authority is an area that we're not always comfortable with. Cause I know as sometimes that I'm like, man, I think I just need to pray this. And in my head, it's all these things of like, okay, if I'm praying this for this person, are the people thinking that I'm thinking this about this person and that they're that right? Like there's a whole other conversation or it just feels like, man, am I making myself out to be too powerful? Should I know we need to be looking to God? Right. I, there's this weird dichotomy of it clearly says in Ephesians, we, you know, we have been given authority, but I think we've too easily gone to just the petition part without the standing in our authority. And it's the both and recognizing, man, if we're not, if we're not partnering with judgment, we we're not saying judgment about people. When we recognize things, we're releasing the kingdom of heaven and we're listening to Holy spirit. I don't know how many times in Thursday, I'm like, feel re- this is weird praying. Right. Or like, why am I praying this? Like, will they understand? Do I have to give the backstory of my logic as to why I'm praying this out loud? And it's like, no, 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 this is to God. If someone is super confused by what I'm praying, they can ask me. And then I can say, yeah, I have no clue either.
1: <laughs> right. Like. Which is praying in the spirit. Yeah. Well, that being led by the spirit of God, how to pray. Cause sometimes, yeah, you have that thought, why am I thinking this? But if you're tuned into Holy spirit, he knows what needs to be prayed. And so we can and what's the harm? Exactly. So I bless you with peace today. I'm not accusing you of being yeah. fearful. I'm just blessing you with peace. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no loss there. What you were talking about, there's a lot of challenge to your identity in that. Yeah. The enemy is always challenging your identity. And trust me, if you're praying, the enemy is going to be there mm-hmm. prowling. He's like a roaring lion prowling, mm-hmm. seeking to devour. He knows your prayers are powerful. So yeah, the enemy will show up there. Don't let him. Have the last word.
0: hmm Exactly. So challenging
1: your identity. Who do you think you are praying this? What are people going to think? Man, if you say those words, yeah. those phrases out loud, don't you right away know exactly oh, yeah, the source right? of them?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's he wants exactly. to intimidate
1: you. He yeah. wants to silence you. And God is not judging your prayers. hmm Your kid comes home after school and just chatter, 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 and you're listening for what was important in their day, what made them sad, what made them happy, right? You're Mm. sifting through the chatter.
0: And if other people are judging your prayers, that's their problem. Yeah, they need to talk to God about that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got their own identity issues going down. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And we bless them. We bless them with knowing who they are. We bless them with knowing the unconditional love of the Father. Mm -hmm. Bless them with freedom from the fear of getting it wrong. Because yeah. a lot of judgments just tied into fear of getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that kind of father. We have a good father. Hebrews 4 talks about running into the throne room boldly. The throne room is the place where we pray that encounter with God. Run boldly before the throne of grace. You will find grace and mercy to help in time of need. You will not find an angry, annoyed father who said, Man, you did that wrong. Mm-hmm. Go back and figure out how to pray properly. No, he's like, Come on in. The door's open. Come boldly before my throne. You will find grace. You will find mercy. You will find help in time of need. That's such a good promise, right there. So, we bless our listeners as you long to go further up and further in. Some of that's really going to come through your quiet, intimate prayer times, with making your thoughts a prayer life, with learning about your authority so that you can bless and decree things that God has said. And we bless you to discover the friendship of
0: Jesus in all of this as you go further up and further in.